Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and let me tell you, we got a dynamite interview for you today. Uh, and this is going to be, I think, completely different than anything we've ever covered and probably one of the more practical conversations that we've had on the podcast. So I am really excited about it. I hope you are too. Today, I am talking with Wendy Weiss, who is known as the queen of cold calling. She's an author, speaker, sales trainer, and sales coach, and she is recognized as one of the leading authorities on lead generation, cold calling, and new business development. She helps clients speed up their sales cycles, which I know will be particularly relevant to many of you listening who are in businesses with long sales cycles. And she helps businesses reach more prospects directly and generate more sales revenue. Her clients include Avon Products, ADP Sprint, and thousands of entrepreneurs throughout the world. And she's a former ballet dancer, which I think is uh, fascinating. I have two daughters who have danced ballet. So this is, I think, one of the more interesting things about Wendy. And she believes that everything that she knows in life, she learned in ballet class. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to learn a little bit from that. Wendy Weiss, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Well, thank you, Steve. I'm really happy to be here. So um, I'm interested in this ballet thing. Um, how, how did you get to this stage and what, what role did ballet play in the whole process? Okay, well, I will begin by saying I was never, ever supposed to be a sales trainer. I was supposed to be a ballerina. And um, I grew up in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I moved to New York City, where I still live and work. Uh, you may hear sirens going by in the background as we talk. And um, I moved here when I was 17 to dance. I studied at the Joffrey Ballet School. And then eventually, like every artist in New York City, I needed a day job. And I got really tired of waiting on tables. So um, I got a job with a telemarketing agency that did business development. They did business to business, business development. And it turned out I was good at it, which was a complete surprise because ballet dancers don't talk. We just dance, we never ever talk. And um, so I did that day job for a while, and then I started my own business where I had clients that I would represent, and I did all the business development for them. And it was actually, one of those first clients that dubbed me the queen of cold calling because I found so many opportunities for him. And then from there, I segued into the business that I have today, which is working with entrepreneurs, working with business owners, uh, people that need to develop new business. And um, I feel like I'm doing something that's really, really important. But here, here is the thing that I do want to share with everyone because people say a lot of really dumb things about this topic. And one of the really dumb things that people say is they talk about being a born salesperson. Nobody is born knowing how to do this. I was really lucky because I got this day job so many years ago where they taught me this skill and learning this skill enabled me to build a business. So the really good news, because it's not that I'm so special or brilliant or anything like that, it was just like, I got this job, they taught me. The really good news is uh, for any of you that maybe you're uncomfortable or you don't know how to proceed or if you know if it'll work for you, 
Um, you've probably heard a, really, a lot of really dumb things about this topic. It's not your fault. And the good news is it is a communication skill. You can learn it. Uh, it can be improved on. It, uh, it is a trans transformational and foundational skill to be able to talk to anyone, anywhere that you want to talk to and get the appointment, get, the, get your sales process started. It is, it is absolutely transformational. And working with my clients, I've seen them learn this skill and then everything changes. Well, I'm excited to learn more. I, I have to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I come from the, the marketing side of things and, and tend to lean on marketing to, to generate leads and, and sales opportunities. Um, but I also know that any way you get a customer is a good way. And, um, and I think that's what, uh, one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on because, um, I, you know, folks who've listened to the podcast for a long time and, and been on our webinars will know that, um, I often say that, that, um, every form of, or, or every sales and marketing tactic you can ever point out. And, you know, I, I challenge them, share one with me that you've heard work. I can find you an example of it working and working really well. Um, and cold calling is the one that almost always comes up because people, I think, um, in a lot of ways are often afraid of it or they think that it doesn't work anymore or uh, maybe it ruins their positioning. Um, and so there's all these reasons that they don't want to do it. And, um, and I'm excited to learn today. I think there's, um, there's a lot here that, that uh, folks in our audience can benefit from. Yeah, thank you. And I'll, I'll share that my definition of a cold call is pretty broad. My definition of a cold call is anytime you are reaching out to someone that you either do not know or do not know well. So that second category includes marketing leads. It includes uh, people that you've met at networking events. It includes referrals. What is important is the ability to communicate the value that you represent to another human being. And uh, this, this concept, you know, salespeople like to divide things into cold leads, cold calls, warm calls, or cold leads, warm leads. That's actually a construct that salespeople make, made up. It's not predictive of action. And just because you think a lead is warm because they looked at your website or opened an email or downloaded your white paper, that doesn't mean that they are going to take action on the next step. What is really important is the, the ability to communicate your value to another human being, the value you represent, your product, your service, whatever it is you do, your company does, communicating that value and getting a good response. They get it. They want to hear more. I, I love that, that way of thinking about it. And that dovetails with something that I, I heard years ago from a good friend of mine who's at the top of his industry in sales and has been for 40 years. Um, he said, there are really only two types of prospects, those you know, and those you don't know. And uh, your, your, your real job in sales is to figure out the ones that you want to do business with that you don't know and, and get to know them. Uh, pretty simple, you know? Um, so as, as you've gone through this process, you've been um, uh, doing this now um, for these years when you've run into challenges, I mean, it couldn't have been easy when you started out. I mean, there had to be 
challenges and difficulties. How did you push through and push past those? That goes right back to everything that I know in life I learned in, in ballet class. I'll, I'll share a story with you. Uh, when I was um, a young dancer, I was going through some stuff in my personal life, and I stopped going to class. Now, as an aside, ballet dancers take class every single day, five or six days a week, you take class. Um, if you're training, you might take two or three classes a day, but even, even professional dancers, the stars in the ballet world, take class every single day. So I was going through some stuff in my personal life. I was, I was still training. Um, I was not yet dancing professionally. And because I was going through some stuff in my personal life, I stopped going to class. And then one day, a few months later, I showed up in class and my teacher wanted to know where I'd been. And I started to explain to her, oh, this terrible thing is going on, and then this other awful thing is going on, and then there's this third terrible thing that's going on, and she just interrupted me, and she said, that's not a good reason. That's not a good reason to not take class. You always take class. If you're serious about this, you take class. You have to be here every day. And... It was certainly very eye-opening to me because I was sort of wallowing whatever I <laughs> wallowing in whatever it was that I was wallowing in. But I, I adopted that mentality for my business. I adopted that ballet dancer mentality. Um, and that is, if, if I'm serious about doing this, then I need to show up. And that doesn't mean that everything's always going to be wonderful because sometimes it's not. But I need to show up because I can't make anything better if I don't show up. So step one, show up. You know, I, you, you said something that just was amazing there. You said, uh, you know, everything's not always going to be wonderful. I, I was so hoping you were going to be the one guest that said everything is always wonderful for me. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. Ah, everything's for the best in this best of all possible worlds. That's right. Uh, no, I think the really important thing there is show up. I, I see that um, so often with businesses that, that you know want to work with us, and we look at how they're developing, uh, you know, kind of nurturing their the the leads that they have. I mean, I've talked with business owners that have generated thousands of leads, and then there's nothing beyond that. They don't show up any longer in in the lives of those people, and it makes it really hard to build a relationship that'll that'll support doing business if, if you do that. So uh, there's a lot of wisdom in just showing up. Um, so uh, I want to take a quick break here and I want to come back and I want to spend most of, of our time today really focused on the work that you do with businesses around cold calling. I think that could be really beneficial for folks. We're going to be right back with more from Wendy. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Gordon, and I'm talking with Wendy Weiss, the queen of cold calling. And Wendy, I really want to get deep into the, the advice that you give to business owners around cold calling, because I know a lot of the folks that are listening today are, 
are likely a little bit skeptical and maybe reluctant because they've probably heard some things um, that that would uh, make them hesitant to want to just pick up the phone. And I, I know from working with uh, so many folks in the financial services industries that are taught that this is is the primary way they need to develop business. Um, call reluctance is a, a huge barrier for people. So when you're beginning to work with someone who hasn't really done cold calling effectively, where do you begin? Where, where should somebody start thinking about this? Well, there are really two things that we want to look at. Um, and the first thing is mindset. And I want to talk a little bit about that. The second thing, however, is having a system. Um, because one of the really dumb things that people say about cold calling, um, the model that a lot of people think it is, is you make 100 calls every day. And if, you, if somebody doesn't say yes to you, then you make 200 calls every day. And if that doesn't work, then you make 300 calls every day. Um, that's not what this is about. This is about being very targeted, um, having great messaging, and having a system. And one, uh, one of the things that I have found is that when people have a system, a lot of the call reluctance goes away. But before I even get into having a system, I do want to talk about the mindset because I think it's, it's really, really important um, that if you believe that you offer value, this is really where it starts. If you don't believe that you offer value, go find something else to do. If, however, and I'm hoping everybody that's listening in, you believe in the value of whatever it is you're doing, that you're really trying to help your customers, help your clients, you deliver value. If you believe in that value, let's think about this for, for a moment. If you reach out to somebody who, uh, let's say they're using one of your competitors, and people are always really scared of this, you know, whoa, they're working with someone, what do I do? Well, that's actually good news. If you're talking to somebody that's working with one of your competitors, um, that means they already understand the value and they have a line item in their budget to buy it. So your prospects need someone like you or conceivably they need you. And I'll tell you a story. One of my first clients when I used to do business development was a printer named Tamar. And Tamar used to say to me, Wendy, go get me appointments with all the people that love their printers. Because one day those printers are going to screw up. And I'm going to have a backup relationship with them and I'm going to get the business. And that's exactly what she did. So, one, your prospects need someone like you or conceivably they need you. If you've done your homework and you're reaching out to a very targeted list, and that needs to be part of your system, well, you're helping people do their job. Um, you're helping those prospects, uh, part of their job is, is to know that they're getting the best value in whatever way they define value, uh, whether that's pricing or service or quality. So just by reaching out, you're helping them. In addition, um, you know, I would even argue that you are doing them a disservice if you do not reach out. Um, that 
you almost have a moral obligation. If you believe in what you are doing, you have a moral obligation to let the appropriate people that might need this kind of help, you have an obligation to let them know about it. And if you do not at least introduce yourself, you're doing them a disservice. Furthermore, you do not know what your prospect is thinking. If you do, go get yourself a uh, television show on uh, the Learning Channel, a reality show. But for the rest of us, you don't know what people are thinking. Maybe they're thinking, I need help with this. And you're not reaching out to them. So you're not letting them know that you can help. Um, but, you know, here really is the bottom line that if you have something of value to offer, you need to let people know about it. And one of the big mistakes that so many people make in the way they're thinking about it, they're thinking that they're going to call up somebody and say, hi, dump your vendor, hire me, or some version of that. That's not what you're doing. This is an introduction. I used to, people used to say this to me all the time and it would completely confuse me. They'd say, Wendy, I don't want a cold call because I want to build relationships. And I go, what? Like I, like, I didn't get it. And one day it dawned on me, your cold call is your introduction. That's all it is. You're calling and saying, I'd like to introduce myself. I'd like to introduce my company. I'd like to introduce this product or service. It's an introduction, and um, you still have to build the relationship. You still have to do all the other things that you would normally do to build a relationship. So this is just step one. You introduce yourself. And one more thing, <laughs> and this is what I really love about cold calling. You get to choose. So many businesses are completely reactive. They just, whatever comes in the door, that's, that's who we're going to work with. Perfect fit or not, because they came in the door. The, the question those business owners ask themselves is, who wants to work with me? I think a better question is, who do I want to work with? And you can make that determination. You get to choose. And then you go and you introduce yourself. And how powerful is that? I love that. Um, you know... Uh, there, there's a lot to unpack in all of that. Uh, I've been making notes as you've been talking and I think two things stand out for me. One is the, you know, you started with the idea that uh, the, the sort of fallacy of cold calling is you make a hundred aisles and you don't get any response. You make 200 and, and, and you go on and on and on from there. And I think that's the, that's the picture most people have that, makes them immediately recoil because honestly, if I were doing that, I'd look at that as a colossal waste of time and it probably is, but that's not what you're talking about. What you're no. talking about is being very intentional about who you want to do business with. And that's where your, I think your targeted list comes into play and, and looking at this as a way to, to open a relationship. And I mean, that's one of the things we, we preach, um, all, all the time is that, that the, you know, you've got two jobs, you've got to open relationships and you've got to deepen relationships. And, um, and there's, there's not necessarily a bad way to open a relationship. Um, you, but you've got to get it open somehow because you can't deepen it unless you've opened it. Um, and, and so the, I think this is, this is 
really beneficial. So once someone's gotten to the point where they've kind of got that mindset, I think before we go into that though, the other thing I want to really underline here because it's really important is, is this idea that, uh, that you are doing that, that person a disservice if you're not reaching out and educating them and introducing yourself and, and, and giving them an opportunity to understand that there's a solution to a problem they have. I mean, in that situation, everybody loses. They lose, you lose. Um, and, and why, why would you want to do that? So, um, it's all making sense to me. So what would be then the next step? If we get the mindset, right, you talked a little bit about system. Where do we go from here? Well, we always start with the list and with a description of the parameters that make up an ideal prospect profile. And, uh, these, these parameters need to be very concrete, uh, whether it's, uh, the size of the company employee count or, or revenue, or it's a particular uh, industry, maybe they need to be in a certain geographic location. Like what are the concrete parameters, including the titles of decision makers that describe an ideal prospect? If you're in the consumer market, it's, it's the same thing. How old are they? Are they married? Are they single? Do they own their home or do they rent? Do they have children? What's their education level? All those things. Concrete parameters. A big mistake that a lot of people make is they say, oh, I'm looking for prospects that understand the value of what we do. And I don't know how you're ever going to find those people. But if you say, I'm looking for companies of a certain size and a certain geographic location, um, and the title of the person I want to talk to is, you can, you can build a list of targets. So that's, that's where we start. And we do this very narrowly. Because once you have a very narrowly defined target, you can then create messaging that's going to resonate with the target. Um, the rule is what you say has to be relevant to the person you plan on saying it to. And one of the questions, Steve, that I am asked all the time, people say to me, Wendy, you know, what do I do if they say I'm not interested? Well, if everyone that you talk to says, I'm not interested, that means they don't think you're saying anything interesting. So the real, the real secret is, once you've defined the target, what are the challenges that they have that you can help them with? And how do they talk about it? And I, I can give you an example. I was working with someone recently. Uh, she's a marketing consultant. She works with nonprofit agencies. She helps them uh, do fundraisers. She, she helps them produce their fundraisers. And um, I said to her, okay, why should these nonprofit agencies be interested in working with you? And she said, oh, we have a very special proprietary process. And I said, okay, so what? Tell me about this process. She said, well, we meet with the client. And I said, okay, so what? Then what? She said, well, we ask a lot of questions. I said, okay, so what? Well, we analyze the answers. And I said, okay, so what? Um, well, then we make recommendations. And I said, okay, so how are your clients better off after you meet with them, ask them questions, analyze the answers, and make recommendations? And she said, oh, well, their fundraisers make money. 
So we helped her craft a, an introduction that went something like, uh, we work with nonprofit agencies that are sick of losing their shirts in their fundraising events. And the nonprofit agencies that were losing money every time they did an event would stop in their tracks and talk to her. I love that. That, that, that That's just one of the, probably the smartest things we've heard on the podcast and we're hundred plus episodes in. Um, and, and folks that applies not just in, in this specific situation, if you're trying to get someone to, to speak with you on the phone, that applies in all of your communication to your market. I mean, getting that clear uh, is, is so important. And I find very few businesses are, are any good at it. And this is, it is so transferable. Um, we run a lot of coaching programs where we work with people on their uh, value propositions and their introductions. Um, and, and we're helping them develop calling scripts. We had somebody, and by the way, most of the time, what our clients report to us is when they go through this process of being very targeted and creating that messaging, they get their prospect on the phone and ask for an appointment and the prospect opens up their calendar. It's that easy. Um, I had somebody in our, one of our last coaching programs that went to a lot of conferences because that's where she would meet her prospects. And she reported to me, now, when she used to go to these conferences and she'd introduce herself, she said, I could see their eyes glaze over and roll back into their heads. And then she used the introduction that we helped her create for calling. She said their eyes got like they would light up and get really big and they completely got what she was talking about. And she went home with um, a lot of good opportunities. So this, this skill is, it is, it is a communication skill and it's completely transferable, uh, whether it's, uh, for calling or networking or any other uh, sales or marketed marketing related activity. So when when somebody goes through this process, they've got their list. They've they've kind of honed their message. They now have something that their prospects will listen to that stops them in their tracks, as you say. And now they're going to embark on kind of a campaign to get in touch with the people they want to do business with. As you're advising businesses, what does that generally look like? Well, what we recommend um, to our clients is they need a complete system um, that includes all of the messaging. So that's certainly your introduction when you get that prospect on the phone, but also voicemails and emails because you know, another one of the, the dumb things that people say about cold calling is, you know, people aren't answering their phones the way they used to. So, th therefore, this doesn't work. No, it just works differently. And so, what we need to do is leave a really good message so we can get somebody to call us back or send them a really good email so that they respond to the email. And, and so, what we teach actually is a voicemail campaign system. And a, a, vo a voicemail campaign is like a drip campaign for voicemail and email. Because we know the, the research shows that it takes, on average, eight touches. And a touch is a phone call, a voicemail, an email, a text, 
uh, a letter. It, it's a touch. So we know it takes on average eight to get someone to respond. So we do a four voicemail, four email campaign, create all the messaging so every, every uh, email and voicemail really resonates. And um, we can get a significant number of folks to either return phone calls or respond to emails, which then just increases, um, increases the numbers. So that's, that's part of the system as well. And for, for business owners, one, one of the things that's so great about this, Steve, because I know some people that are listening to this are, are business owners who they are doing their own business development. They're, they're doing sales, they're doing prospecting for their business. But at some point in the future, if you have a system, you can plug somebody else into the system. So if you have um, all of the, you, you have your introductions and your list and your voicemails and your emails and you've been doing it and you measure it, you do need to track what you're doing so that you can benchmark it. And that's something that you've been doing and you know what your numbers are. You could at some point plug somebody else into the system and they're gonna get similar results you know, a big mistake, excuse me, a big mistake that a lot of business owners make is they go, oh, I'm going to hire somebody uh, to do sales, and they don't have a system. They say, go, go call people, and, you know, go, go make some sales, and that often doesn't work. I did that once. It was an expensive mistake. Yeah, but if you have a system and you know what your numbers are, you're, you're operating the system, and you know what your numbers are. If you make a certain number of dials, we, we track dials, conversations with the right person, and then appointments scheduled. If you know what your numbers are, what your conversion is, somebody else should be able to get sim similar, similar or better numbers. And if they're not getting similar numbers, you don't need, they're not going to work out. You don't need them. So... If you're if you're working with a, a business owner who has been doing the sales, how and they want to bring this in, do you recommend that they continue, and and they're the ones that execute this process, or do you build the system with the idea that we're going to actually just delegate that and plug someone else in? What works best typically? Well, typically, if there's a business owner that is at this moment in time doing the business development, they should continue doing the business development, but they can very quickly prove the model. Um, it, what, what a lot of, uh, well, larger, large businesses do is they'll hire somebody, a brand new salesperson, uh, never, never sold anything in their life, but they'll teach them every last thing they need to know about the product or service that they're selling. And then they say, go make, go get some clients, <laughs> go get some customers without having a system in place. What we do is we put a prospecting system in place. When you hire someone that is new, you can teach them to prospect and set an appointment in a matter of months. They don't 
need to actually go on the appointment. You, as a business owner, you could start out by hiring somebody to make appointments for you if you have been doing the business development. You leverage your time by getting someone else to set appointments for you. Once they prove themselves that they can actually set appointments, then maybe you train them on everything else they need to know to actually be able to sell your, your offering. But if they cannot find an opportunity, they're probably not going to be, it's probably not going to work for you. So what we do is we recommend using the prospecting as a litmus test for whether or not a salesperson is going to succeed. And when you have the system and you have it benchmarked, um, you can teach someone to operate the system fairly quickly, matter of months. And if they're not getting similar numbers, similar or better numbers, they're unlikely to be really successful selling whatever it is that you're selling. You know, I, I, I've, I've been in so many groups with entrepreneurs who talk about hiring salespeople and it always comes up. The question is, well, we're going to, we're going to bring them on and how are we going to do it and how are they going to be successful? Um, and I, to me, this is a, a, a brilliant approach and I've never heard anybody share that particular approach before. Um, and it makes a lot of sense because a salesperson can't be successful if they can't generate prospects, if they can't go out and, and, and generate their own leads. Um, even if you're delivering inbound leads in a robust way, if they can't go generate their own at some point in time, they're going to, it's going to come a day when they can't, they're not going to be able to feed themselves. And Steve, even if you're generating leads in a robust way, and they respond and say something stupid, <laughs> you're not going to get the customer. They, you, it is possible to blow an inbound lead just as easily as blowing a cold call. I'm sure we have all done it, yes. <laughs> um, so, God, I, we could, I could probably tie you down all day and we could go through all of this because this is fascinating. This is a different approach. Uh, to cold calling than anything that, that I've seen before. Um, and, um, and I think there's a, a, a really strong case to make that, that there's a place for this in, in virtually every business. Um, I, I know that one of the objections that's going to come up from some of the folks listening who have worked hard to, to build this appearance of authority within their marketplace, you know, they might be an author or a speaker um, in addition to, you know, whatever their business does. What do you say to, to someone like that? I mean, are they in a position where they should start doing this or does it erode their authority if they're the ones making the call? And, you know, in, in a lot of cases we're taught, you know, to put some distance there to create that, that appearance of authority. Well, I think this is a mind read. I'm an authority, but if I call someone, they're going to think that I'm not an authority. Um, you don't actually know what people are thinking. And um, if you're an authority and you speak like an authority, I think a lot of people will want to talk to you, if, assuming you have something compelling to say to them. So the, a, a lot of business owners, 
I call it mind reading and fortune telling. They, they read the minds of their prospects and decide ahead of time how these prospects um, are going to think before they've even reached out to them. And so they don't, then they don't take action based on what they're mind reading. Um, actually, that's fortune telling because they haven't done it yet. Um, or they're mind reading, they're actually talking to somebody and they decide that the person is actually saying something that um, they're not actually saying. I always ask my clients when they tell me, uh, oh, well, the prospect's not interested, or I talked to this one and um, they didn't want to talk to me or they didn't want to uh, move forward. And, and I'll say to them, what did they actually say? Uh, I had a, had a client that told me, um, this was around tax season. Uh, she had actually had an appointment with, with her prospect, but then the prospect secretary called her and said um, that he couldn't meet with her because he needed to do his taxes. He had to meet with his accountant. And she just got off the phone, didn't even try and reschedule. And she said to me, oh, he must have done his taxes by now. It was March. Um, and, you know, business taxes are due like mid-March, and it was the beginning of March. And, oh, he must have done his taxes. And I said to her, well, I haven't done my taxes yet. I have a meeting, meeting with my accountant tomorrow. So no, he, this he is, was right on time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is an example. She just did a mind read. So you don't know what your prospect is thinking. You don't know how they're going to behave before you've even talked to them. And you're robbing yourself of an opportunity they might think, how cool is that? This expert just reached out to me and he or she was really smart and had good things to say and I want to move forward. And you just lost that opportunity. You know, as I, I'm, I'm listening to, uh, to you describe all of this, the, the thing that is kind of just screaming like the siren in the background in my head is that you know the way that, that we teach folks to do referrals often generates... Um, a, a lot of of new contacts, new introductions, but they're people that you don't know and don't know well. And so, um, you know, and so rather than having a client kind of handhold someone who is already ready to buy and, you know, sit them down in your office and help them fill out the check, which is what most people think a referral is, we tend to advocate, no, no, get them earlier in the process, you know, um, because it's it's easier for your clients to make those introductions. But one of the places that I know, because we hear it from, from folks, one of the places where they get stuck is, okay, I got this name. This person is somewhat interested because they, they accepted the information, maybe even thanked the person who made the introduction for it, but then they haven't taken any further action. What do I do? And, then, and, and literally, people will get totally stuck there. Um, and, and the process you're describing melds perfectly with that because as you started out, you said it's not just about calling someone that you, that's a total stranger. It's about calling people that, that maybe you've got a connection to, but it's a really loose connection. Yeah, I had a client who was an IT reseller and uh, he was sending emails to his prospects and he could see who opened the emails. And so he would call up those people and he would say, oh, I see that you're interested in this product or that product. And they would either have no idea what he was talking about or 
Um, they'd say, oh, yeah, I, I was just looking. Or because he was selling B2B, he'd get the secretary who was not an assistant who was not a decision maker who would say, well, yeah, my boss wanted me to look. Click. So he was getting nowhere, even though most people would consider people that open an email to be a warm lead, as we discussed earlier. So in my book, that's a cold call. The same way uh, if you have a referral that, that you aren't, you know, introduced uh, directly by your client or customer, you just have the name, that's a cold call. So you need an introduction that's going to resonate. And you could say, if you've got that referral, Steve Gordon recommended that I introduce myself because, and then you plug in the challenge that you solve for your clients. Um, and people then engage. The, the rule is nobody cares what you do. They care how they're going to be better off when you finish. That's the rule. Right. And, and everything, right? And everything. Everything. I'm trying to teach my kids that lesson. They, they think people, <laughs> people actually care. And I, they're, they're all about the age where they're going out to the world. I said, no, no. Um, no. They're, they're much more selfish than that. And that's okay. Just understand it. Uh, so, Wendy, um, we, we could go on and on um, because I know there's a lot to, to kind of unwrap here. Um, but I, I think maybe the best way to get people deeper into this is to get them plugged into the work that you're doing. So what, what's the best way for people to, to learn more about what you're doing and, and how you help folks and, and, um, and how they might benefit from, uh, you know, from installing some of these, these cold calling approaches into their business? Well, I have two gifts for everyone. And um, the first for the business owners that you're currently doing business development and you want to master this communication skill of just getting, getting your prospect's attention. The Cold Calling Survival Guide and the subtitle is Start Setting Appointments in the Next 24 Hours. It is, it is an ebook. I walk you through my step-by-step -step process. And, and Steve, you're going to post the link under, uh, for the Cold Calling Survival Guide under uh, this podcast, right? We will. We'll put it in the show notes. So folks, okay. if, if you're listening, go to unstoppableceo.net slash podcast, and you can search there for uh, Wendy Weiss. Um, you can actually just type Wendy in, and that, that episode will pop up, and you'll find the link. Okay, great. And then the, the other gift that I have for those of you um, that have a sales person or a sales team, or even if you're just thinking that in the future you, you want to hire a sales team, I, I have my uh, practical guide for getting sales teams to prospect. And that's exactly what this is an ebook is about. It's a step by step what you need to have in place to get a salesperson to be effective at prospecting. So those, those are my uh, two free gifts. And um, I am a phone person. So if you would like to call me and talk, I'm always open to uh, having a conversation. And our number is 866-220-4242. 
leave me a message. I'll call you back. I love that. I love phone people. <laughs> Sometimes I miss the telephone. Well, you know, Steve, there's actual research that shows it was done at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, where they tested written communication against spoken communication in every kind of permutation. And, and basically what they found is that when people hear you talk, and that could be when you're in front of them, uh, you know, face to face with them, it could be on the phone, it could be on a podcast, um, it uh, could, could be a voicemail. When people hear you talk, they're actually more likely to act on whatever it is you're talking about. So there is research that backs up the importance of talking to people. I'm going to look that study up. Um, that's one of the reasons we do podcasts. I think this this medium, any medium where you can be talking and the and and the the person on the other end can hear your voice. Um, just anecdotally, we know it builds trust faster. Um, and so I love that there's research to back that up. I'm going to find that. Thanks for sharing. And I, I really appreciate you sharing those those gifts with everyone. Um, and folks, go get those. Um, again, they'll be linked up in the show notes. Um, and uh, so just go to unstoppableceo.net slash podcast, search for uh, Wendy and, uh, and Wendy Weiss's episode will pop up. You'll, you'll hear this or you'll find this and you'll find the links to it. And, um, uh, and Wendy, give them your, your website real quick as well, just so if they want to just find that and, and get to you. Sure. The website um, is coldcallingresults.com, coldcallingresults.com. Very good. Well, folks, get more plugged into to what Wendy's doing. Um, there's a, I think there's a good place for it uh, in your business development process. And, and Wendy, thanks so much for taking a little bit of time and investing it with us and, and uh, sharing all your wisdom today. My pleasure. Thank you, Steve. This episode of the Unstoppable CEO podcast is sponsored by the Unstoppable Agency. That is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done-for-you marketing program. And what that looks like is we actually sit down with you. We come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting and it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you and it's end-to-end -end a done-for-you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net right on the homepage. Look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.